This episode is about emotions at work, where they come from, how to navigate them, what to pay attention to, and how to make sure that we are showing emotions in a good way, in an effective way, and not coming across as robots, but also really managing our emotions in a way that allows us to be effective, to be intentional and aware of the impacts uh, that we have on other people. And that is especially important for leaders, because as a leader, your attitude, your emotional state will ripple through your team. They will all be more impacted by how you show up than by anyone else, especially your direct reports. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, how to navigate emotions and be really intentional with it as well and to leverage them, in fact, for your leadership effectiveness. Let's dive in. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team successfully and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress and dread, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders who know how to lead so everyone wins and grows. In this show, you learn how to think, communicate, and act as the confident and competent leader you know you can be. Welcome to this week's episode of the Manager Track podcast. This week, we're going to talk about emotions at work. As you may know, I am practicing stoicism and a lot of people who aren't that familiar with stoicism actually think being stoic has to do with being really emotionless or have this stiff upper lip, as we would say, which is actually not true. There's what we call the lowercase stoicism or stoic and then uppercase stoic. And the philosophy of Stoicism is actually incorporating a lot of empathy and compassion and also cultivating positive emotions and then being aware of the negative emotions and how they may impact us. But this episode is not about Stoicism. I wanted to just quickly introduce that because if you know me, you may think that I have a very unique take on emotions, that we shouldn't be emotional or bring our emotions to work. And that is not the case. I think we cannot turn our feelings off. I'm a strong believer that the best that we can do for our body, for our mental health, our physical health, is to process emotions, not to repress them, not to avoid them, not to push them aside. In essence, when we do so, it's like we're putting a ball that we're in the pool trying to push under the water and we push it underwater, push it underwater. It's like it's not there, it's not there, but all of a sudden it sort of pops up and doesn't just sort of like calmly, casually flow back up to the surface. No, it like bounces off of the out of the water, right? And when we suppress our emotions, chances are really high that down the road we will sort of have a, a lash out and that can come in different ways and forms can even be physical so processing emotions becoming aware of your emotions is something that has to do with self-leadership and is really important for someone in a leadership role because as I said in the intro your ability to manage your emotions will greatly impact your ability to lead effectively both in the way that you inspire that you show enthusiasm and passion as well as the negative effect that your emotions may have on other people if you feel overwhelmed, if you're anxious, if you're stressed, if you're panicking when something goes wrong. 
not only is your ability to think clearly impacted when these emotions take over, but also everyone on your team will start to react to your emotional state. And we all know these people in our lives, the person that gets the label of being moody. And it's those people that we kind of wait and see, are they in a good mood today? Are they in a bad mood today? And depending on the mood they're in, they know they're changing the climate on the team. They're changing the way I show up. They're having an impact on how I feel throughout the day because they just put it all out there. And it may sound like, well, we're being authentic with our emotions, we're bringing our whole selves to work, which is not what it actually means. But this can be really dangerous, right? So we wanna be mindful when we say we bring our whole selves to work, we bring our emotions to work, we have emotions, they're inevitable. And when we use them well and thoughtful, they can be really powerful. Not only can I use my emotional state to positively influence others or to drive us and fuel us into action. So let's say I get angry about something, impatient, frustrated. I may use that emotional state to really drive us into action, to fix something that has been broken for a while. And now I'm sort of over it. I'm done with it. I'm frustrated with it. I'm going to go fix it. And that's a way to use that emotional state for growth as well. But on top of that, in addition to using them intentionally to influence other people or actions and behaviors, showing emotions also helps us bond with other people. It's a way to relate to others, right? So if I realize, hey, someone is having a hard time or someone is getting frustrated and I can relate to that, that doesn't mean to feed into it, but I can see, hey, this is what's going on for them. I listen to them. I support them, I'm being compassionate. It's a bonding experience and it's great for fostering trust in relationships, that connection, a deeper understanding of who we are and what's going on in our inner world that then also allows us to communicate and collaborate better together. So that's the second benefit of actually using emotions at work. So before we dive into it, I wanna share this quick insight with you. Back in, I want to say November or December of 2022, I launched a quick LinkedIn poll asking the following. At work, it feels best to me to show either none of my emotions, some select emotions, or most of my emotions. And what the results show is that 14% of participants said none of my emotions, so I show nothing. 75% said some select emotions and 11% said most of my emotions. So we're going to hone in on that some select emotions, which 75% would say feels best to them. This also is the thing that feels best to me. And not only is it about select emotions that we want to show, but as I said earlier, it's about how we show them and being intentional with it. So the most common emotions that we experience in the workplace is usually being stressed, being anxious or overwhelmed, being frustrated and angry. We may also feel fear and insecurity at times and those negative emotions, what we would label negative emotions, just generally speaking, when we talk about emotional work, we usually say don't label any of the emotions as good as bad. They're all just emotions. But in this context, I hope you get it. These are the negative emotions and the most common ones. Now, on the other side, the most positive emotions that we experience are being enthusiastic, 
energized, passionate about something, calm, and composed. These are overall the most commonly experienced positive emotions. And so the thing with positive emotions is that we usually don't think twice about sharing them and being open about it, right? When we feel energized, when we feel enthusiastic, when we feel calm, when we feel grateful or we feel compassionate, it's easy for us to express it and express it fully, right? And we probably should. There are moments when we might want to temper that given the context, but otherwise these positive emotions have a positive ripple effect on others as well. The big question and the big challenge that most people have when it comes to emotions at work is what do I do with these negative emotions? Because when we experience them, we often have a hard time holding back or tempering them and and being more mindful of how open we're sharing them. And this is because when our emotions take over, when our emotions are high, the part of our brain um, that is responsible for emotions is taking over. And actually the part of our brain, the areas where our rational or logical brain is most active, that gets tuned out. It's survival instinct, right? Imagine that we realized a saber-toothed tiger was running after us. We would probably just run out of fear and that thing, that fear would take over and would guide all our behaviors. So the instinct in the moment to react to these emotions is based on how we evolved and in according to our brain is what keeps us alive. The problem though is in the workplace, we have no saber-toothed tigers that are jumping <laughs> off desks and grabbing us. But to our brain, we still feel that way. In fact, we now know through research and monitoring brain areas and how they get activated, that when we're experiencing social threat, for example, you know, embarrassment, vulnerability, exclusion, in our brain, it triggers the same areas as does physical threat. And so because of this, our rational thinking is low when emotions run high. And when emotions run low, then intelligence is high, which is why we don't want to engage in feedback conversations. When emotions run high, we don't want to have difficult conversations. Uh, When emotions run high, we want to first calm ourselves down or help another person calm down before we engage and if you want to have a constructive dialogue. So when we're experiencing these emotions, we may not even realize that we are emotionally charged. We kind of know, but we don't realize that our thinking (laughs) isn't the best. But what we probably can also all agree on is that we hardly ever look back after an emotional moment and think, oh, I'm so glad I said that when I was angry or that was a really smart thing to do. Usually after the fact, a day goes by, a week goes by, we look back and we think, well, kind of should have, could have handled that a little bit smoother. I realized that I might have exaggerated. I might have actually made it worse through my emotional reaction. I might realize that there were things that I didn't see, things that I wasn't open to listen to or to hear when I was reacting emotionally. So noticing that we have these negative emotions and that they're not serving us is for many people the biggest challenge. But once you start to realize like, okay, this is my emotion taking over and I have to intervene. This is where your true power comes in. And this is what self-leadership is. Self-leadership and emotional management is not about not feeling anything. 
we can't turn our emotions off. We might push them aside, we might distract ourselves, but as I said earlier, that usually backfires. So feeling the emotion, processing them is important. You might not be able to do this right at, in the spot. You imagine you get triggered in a meeting, you have to get through the meeting, you know you're trying to be professional there, you have to process your emotions later. That's an intentional and effective decision that you can make. As a caring and driven manager, I know you want to strengthen your leadership skills, advance your career, and lead a high-performing, engaged team. And in order to do that, as a leader, you need to lead with a system, not by shooting from your hips or reacting to everyone else around you. To do so, you need to first learn what should go into a leadership system, and second, develop your own. Now, the good news is that I teach you one must-have part in your leadership system in a concise, actionable, and yet comprehensive course focused on running successful one-on-one -on -one meetings with your direct reports. It includes over 67 minutes of tactical leadership training, plus a set of resources to make this as easy and immediately applicable for you as possible. You can either watch the video lessons or listen to it through a private podcast feed on your phone. You can get your hands on this course, which I want every single manager to have, for a nominal $19 at ramonashaw.com slash one one. That's two times the number one. You can check the show notes for the details or head on over to ramonashaw.com slash one one to get started right now. When you do experience your emotions in the moment, there are a few things to keep in mind. This is really what I want to share with you today, because understanding how to do this and do it well will increase your executive presence. It will make you a more effective leader because of how you show up and how you influence others through this process. You'll also be able to make better decisions in the moment and how you behave for directives that you give. So the first thing is when you notice an emotion arise, label it. Just say to yourself, internal dialogue, hey, I'm starting to feel frustrated. I'm starting to feel stressed. I'm starting to feel overwhelmed. I'm starting to feel chalice because someone else got that promotion or the, the shout out, right? Label it and feel it. Sometimes I feel things like really tight in my chest or I realize like, oh my gosh, my stomach is clinging. I just feel it. And I know this is all emotions are. They're vibrations in our body. When we feel the sensation in our body, and we can label it, we're already starting to process it. Then the second suggestion is to not believe it all. So not every feeling and not every thought that you have needs to be acted on or communicated. Just because I feel angry doesn't mean I have the right to feel angry or doesn't mean I need to say that I feel angry. Sometimes we have a very small piece of information that may trigger us. And if we start reacting to it without even first even taking a step back to think, well, maybe that's not all there is. Maybe I should pause for a second and challenge my own thoughts here. Uh, and speaking of this, right, our thoughts create our feelings. So when we think something or when we have a visual in our head, this is what creates a feeling, an emotion. It's a thought first or a visual first that creates our emotion. So when we think in a meeting, I'm being disrespected, this person is undermining me or interrupting me and it's disrespectful, then just challenge it for a second. Is that really true? 
Could it be that it has nothing to do with me, but this person is just really passionate about their ideas? Could there be another explanation for what just happened? Right? Do I really need to take this personally? Or could it just be about them or something that I don't have the big picture on? Challenge yourself in your thinking. Sometimes it's important to stop the emotion in its track because we realize this is coming up and then we're like, wait a second, is that true? Because not every thought that we have is true. Our brains make up stories all the time about all kinds of things, right? We see this driving um, on the freeway and someone is speeding. What is the immediate thought that you have when someone speeds or when someone's really close behind you, when someone speeds past you? What are the thoughts that you have when someone skips the line at the airport? Those are stories that we make up about these people all the time. It has very little to do with the facts. So the first thing you want to do is to acknowledge the feeling, label it, right? Don't share it. Don't act on it yet. Then start to challenge your thinking. Is this really true? What else could be true? Be curious as much as you can. And if you still feel like, no, this is right. And this is a feeling that is going to fuel me. And when I actually use this emotion to speak up or to stand up or to defend my team or to make my point or to advocate for myself or to ask for something that I feel I didn't get, but would deserve, then be mindful in how you communicate. There's this idea of emotional transparency. Emotional transparency means that you're sharing your emotion. You're saying, hey, I feel frustrated without acting it out. Imagine a heated meeting. One person is losing it, right? They're raising their voice. They're leaning in. They hit their fist on the table. You can tell physically they're acting out anger. They're not actually saying they're angry, but they're acting out anger. And then next to them, you have another person who's also frustrated. But they're composed in their behaviors. Their body language is still calm. And they say, hey, I understand. This is frustrating for me as well. I'm also disappointed about. I also wish this wasn't so. Right? Which of those two people do you want to follow? Which one's the leader that you trust more, that they can navigate and handle it? I'm pretty sure if you're anything like me, you'd want to follow the leader who's composed. This is part of executive presence. It's part of emotional management. You can be transparent uh, about your emotions. You don't have to act it out. This comes up in meetings, in feedback conversations, performance reviews. When you have to send a difficult message, if you want to rise as a leader, developing this skill is going to be really important. So I'm going to quickly recap. The four steps that I laid out here was one, acknowledge your emotion, recognize like, oh, I'm starting to get emotionally charged. Label it, give it a name, say like, I feel fearful, worried, stressed, angry. What is it? And then start to sense it in your body. And this is not woo-woo. This is really about how we process emotions. They go through the body. We all physically experience the emotions. So recognize it in order to start processing it. Then start to challenge it. Really say like, hold on a second. What am I thinking that makes me angry? And is that thought really true or how can I challenge that and then three building on be curious what do I maybe not see about the other person what's the bigger picture here that I might be missing 
how else could I see this? Really lean into the process, lean into it, trying to be curious and communicate this, right? Ask other people questions, try to better understand. And then fourth, when you do feel like, no, I actually want to express this emotion and I want to leverage it and be intentional about it, then practice emotion transparency. To the extent that you can talk about it, name it, don't act it out. So keep your composure, stay calm, don't act it out. Now, sometimes people say, but wait, isn't angry going to like, I'm going to motivate because I'm going to tell them that I'm frustrated or I'm disappointed and, you know, me showing up, really demonstrating it and acting it out. It's going to be a motivator. Yes, this is old school leadership. Um, You might even remember Tom Cruise acting out because some of the crew on the set weren't following COVID procedures. And people said, yes, that's the right thing to do. You should do that. But what we forget is we're also constantly talking about psychological safety and people burning out, feeling stressed in the workplace, not feeling respected, not feeling seen, not feeling valued, not feeling safe. This old school behavior of showing up and like leaning into the emotion and acting it out, intimidating other people is for sure not helping psychological safety. And what happens as a result of that is people don't want to make mistakes. They're constantly worried about it. They're not being innovative. They're not taking risks. They're not speaking up. It might feel good in the moment. You might even see some changes in people around you for a week or two. But longer term, you're going to pay the price because it impacts creativity, innovation, productivity as a result. People being willing to take risks. It reduces employee engagement, employee motivation. It breaks trust and loyalty in relationships. The costs are way too high. Then to consider that a good strategy. So as we're wrapping this up, I really encourage you to think about your emotions at work. What kind of emotions do you show frequently? What kind of emotions would you like to show more? To think about what's causing your emotional reactions. What are the thoughts going on in your head? And oftentimes these are the same thoughts about a person or a project or a thing that we do. What are those thoughts? And then start acknowledging it, labeling it, challenge it and get curious about it. And then when and if you want to share, be really intentional on how you do it in order to get the results you're actually shooting for. Now, one more quick thing. When it comes to behavioral change and changing your emotional responses in the workplace is a behavioral change. These things don't happen overnight. So I hope that this podcast episode inspired you to think about your emotions at work and maybe even how you're impacting others. Or if you have a team member who's very emotional, the kind of conversations you can have with them about emotional transparency and acknowledging it and challenging it and so forth. But also give yourself grace. If you say, hey, I want to get better at not feeling so stressed and not being so reactive. And then, you know, tomorrow you find yourself in exactly that same situation again. 
this is normal. This stuff takes time. People come to me and hire me to help them with their emotional management. This is not something that is easy. Many of us need the additional help and getting challenged and having that mirror back calls out, hey, hold on a second. Here's how you reacted emotionally. What is it that you actually wanted to write someone who's helping us dive deeper into it? So I guess the point I'm getting to is don't consider this an easy fix. It's a skill to learn like any other skill. And it takes time. And there are moments when you do better and there are moments when you do worse. Uh, and that is totally okay. Just stay with it, stick with it, get intentional with your emotions at work, especially if you're in a leadership position. If you have any other questions or comments about this episode, please message me on LinkedIn or Instagram. You'll find the handles in the show notes or email us at contact at RamonaShaw.com. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you next week. Bye for now. If you enjoyed this episode, then check out two other awesome resources to help you become a leader people love to work with. This includes my best-selling book, The Confident Incompetent New Manager, which you can find on Amazon or at RamonaShaw.com book and a free training on how to successfully lead as a new manager. You can check it out at RamonaShaw.com masterclass. These resources and a couple more you'll find in the show notes down below.